0: Hey, welcome to Sunday Afternoon Mama, a podcast designed to help you learn to create a calm and joyful atmosphere in your home. I'm your host, Hannah Riddle, a wife, mom, and former teacher living in the Pacific Northwest. I certainly don't have everything figured out, but I hope to encourage and inspire you to be the best mama you can be. Are you ready to jump in? Today, we're privileged to talk with my friend and guest, Nadia Price. In this episode, we'll find out ways to add French charm to our lives and homes, hear about the highlights of growing up in the Alsace region, and the difference between a true French eclair versus what we have here. This is episode 49. Here we go. Well, thank you so much, Nadia, for being with me today. I'm so excited to have you. Bonjour. Je suis très content d'être aujourd'hui avec vous et Anna pour uh,
1: discuter un peu de de nos traditions en France.
0: Hello. (laughs) Okay, what did you just
1: say? (laughs) I just said hello. I'm Nadia. I'm very happy to be here with Hannah today to discuss some of our French traditions.
0: Oh, that is so awesome. Um, Thank you, listeners, too, for tuning in this week. You're going to love what we have for you today. So, Nadia, could you take a second before we dive into... Our topic here and just share a little bit about what you do for work, how many kids you have and what you love most about living here in the Pacific Northwest. Sure.
1: Well, I am a full-time freelance translator. I translate from English into French from my home, which is uh, wonderful because I got to uh, juggle both roles, uh, my profession and being a mom of two um, little kids, a five-year-old girl and a one-year-old boy. Uh, so I got to stay with home with them when they were little. And then um, once we moved to the Pacific Northwest, uh, my daughter was one and a half at that time, and she got to start daycare and has really enjoyed it. So I love uh, the outdoors here in the Pacific Northwest. I think it's amazing to have um, just such beauty being so close to the ocean as well as um, the Rockies and mm-hmm. uh, just um, being able to go miles and miles without seeing a house. I think that is the most impressive thing for a European, (laughs) where we have so much population, you know, so much more condensated there. Uh, So yeah, the beauty, I think, uh, and I love having access to uh, seafood, because I love seafood. And in the northeast of France, it's uh, luxury when you get to have seafood. So
0: yeah, no, that's so true. (laughs) I know things you kind of take for granted. I've been here for quite a while, but you don't always like recognize the great things about where you get to live there's always some cool you know features Absolutely. about every place and i love that i would love to hear also before we dive in some quick highlights from your summer trip to mm-hmm. europe that you took this most recent summer mm-hmm. like why you went how long and kind of the, your favorite parts of that experience taking mm-hmm. your whole family And how that went.
1: My husband got to take a group of university students uh, from the marketing department to Vienna, Austria. And this was the third year he was uh, doing that. And he just taught two classes there and uh, took them around in the afternoon to uh, visit the city and get to know the history and different aspects of the culture. And they got to also take um, intensive German. Um, So in preparation for that, over the last year, um, my daughter's already bilingual English-French, but she got To practice an hour a day of German with her dad. Just playing in German, reading books, just in a very natural way in a fun way just the way she's learned French and it was amazing because as soon as we got there uh, both kids got to be in a kindergarten which means zero through five just mm-hmm. daycare. care she just got to play with the other kids and after three or four days she was actually speaking German we were just wow. amazed and the teacher even asked us well is this the how many times has she been to Austria before no this is her first time wow. ever but she just uh embraced the culture, she just dove into it. Um, so that was the the most amazing thing about it and just to be to be able to um, live in the culture, make friends there walk everywhere, I think we'll be talking about that a little later and just making, just widening our kids world, you know, especially Gwendolyn at five, she's starting to understand a little more how big our world is and just seeing uh, a real castle, you know Princess Sissy's castle, because she's seen the movies with me and um, just seeing those old streets, those old buildings and just thinking about how long they've been there um, enjoying the the foods of course she and I love chocolate Uh and it's a big part of Austrian culture so enjoying a delicious Zagertorte, the traditional cafe things like that but she she just had this uh, epiphany there where she realized that oh, language is actually a way for me to communicate with people. She said, mom, now I can play with kids in French, in English, and in German. Oh, Just her yeah. realizing that that's what language is about. It's not a course you have to take in school. It's a way for you to communicate with people and make more friends. So that was the most amazing thing. And then I think also resiliency. Mm-hmm. Just um, her and uh, little Evan being having to adapt to a big trip, different um, schedules, journey that lag took us forever to get yes. over when yes. we got there. I think oh, about yeah. a week. It was really hard. Um, but just understanding that there are. Cons- Their consistency is with their family, that as long as we're together, we can go through adventures. And if things don't work out quite the way that we're supposed to, it's okay. We're together. We're going to keep a positive attitude and we're just going to keep going forward. So I think that was some of the best skills that our children got to uh, add over the summer.
0: Yes. Traveling with small kids is kind of a big deal like we've done that as well and oh man it really tests your patience you got to stay calm <laughs> yes. and you're like jet lagged but it's so worth it once yes. you're there you're like getting to expose them to all these different experiences mm-hmm. and foods and language like you said I, th- I love that she's your daughter's only five mm-hmm. and she's already expanding her worldview and mm-hmm. then her ability to speak and communicate with other people from other places that's that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, we are going to find out, like today, right now, mm-hmm. some practical ways that we can bring in just French culture, French charm, maybe even attitudes to our homes and our home life. You know, even without the cobblestone streets and the brightly colored Beauty and the Beast like homes, you know, that you see in some of the villages that are so gorgeous in the Alsace region. So, some of my favorite places that I've ever visited are actually right near where Nadia grew up. Like, this mm-hmm. is so amazing to me yeah. that we connected <laughs> because I just thought. These streets are so quiet and quaint and the fresh baked breads and the pastries, the flowers everywhere. I've tried mm-hmm. to incorporate that here. Right now it's the fall, so we have some pumpkins and things on our front porch, but some flowers. I'm trying to always incorporate more flowers because I feel like that is so charming and so beautiful. But yeah, just the historic buildings, the churches, the things that you see um, right around where you grew up, which mm-hmm. is so great. Absolutely, um yeah. I love it. So, I thought if you could just take a moment to tell us and paint that picture, like what it was like growing up in France from kind of your family upbringing to even just the scenery mm-hmm, and sure. the foods and the culture. One thing the Alsace is known for is their fairy tale book, Candy Colored Homes. And Colmar is even nicknamed France's Venice because of the canal that runs through the middle of the town. So, yeah, if you could just take a moment and describe just your kind of upbringing in a nutshell, it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be yeah. know, from birth, on. <laughs> but in general, what it was sure. like to grow up in that region? Sure. Well, I grew up in
1: Mitalvir, which is a small village, about 800 uh, inhabitants um, in the Colmar area, mm-hmm. and it's nestled in the vineyards. So most people in my village were winemakers, mm-hmm. and so were my grandparents. Um, so a lot of um, kind of the rhythm of the village um, goes along with um, the uh, the time to harvest in September. It's a big deal everyone is out and even kids are helping out cutting grapes and then we have a big celebration um when we gather the grapes and we make the first uh juice to then make wine in over the winter and we bottle it I think around January so anyway it's definitely a big part of it is the winemaking and then I got to um, I was in school in Ribouville, which is um a little bigger town, but a lot more history because my village was actually destroyed during World War II um, and we still have the American flag uh, that was left when the troops, the American troops liberated our mm. village in uh, December 1945. There's a huge memorial wow. right uh, in the vineyards. There's a hill there with an American flag right across from a French flag, mm. which I think is beautiful because it just represents that friendship that France and um, the U.S. have enjoyed for many, many years. Mm-hmm. So the the village where I went to high school was amazing. I had to walk up uh, about a kilometer into town because the bus couldn't get there because of the cobblestone streets. <laughs> I and love that. Was, what a good problem I know, to have. I know. I had to walk <laughs> through, you know, all the bakeries oh. early in the morning, this wonderful smell. Uh, and I remember having this favorite bakery called Chez John and he made the best uh, petit pain au chocolat, which you guys call chocolate croissant for three francs 50. I still mm. remember, you know, was before the Euro. And um, just enjoying that, still melting in my mouth, you mm, know, yeah. walking up to school. And the, my high school was actually a former hunting castle. It was way the 14th. Oh. And it was right near <laughs> um, this medieval uh, castle ruins, you know, the Trois Chateaux there. So it was just beautiful, a beautiful way to grow up because it's, it's calm and it's a different pace than the city for sure. Nothing like Paris at all. (laughs) (laughs) Um, just very family oriented traditions. Um, We have a lot of traditional music and folklore with um, kind of the costumes we wear at different um, times of the year. And people come from all over the world to visit my Mm. region. It's pretty amazing. You know, you can, in one area, visit medieval ruins and then find a renaissance house or castle or you know gothic yeah. cathedral in strasbourg so you have a little bit of everything roman ruins. there's you know oh, some wow natural museums you can visit and and i remember as a kid when we got to do those excursions to think wow there were people thousands of years ago living here and women already had you know brooches and jewelry and <gasps> Um, homes, you know, they already managed a household and had kids playing, and you know, so that's that's that was pretty amazing to be able to to see that and and understand that early on.
0: Yeah, oh, that's incredible. I know I'm just trying to picture if our kids were to walk to our school, <laughs> the the view is a little different. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, but yeah, it's it's amazing to hear you say that. I love the foundation you have, just all those memories and how that I'm sure informs some of your choices today with how you want to try to raise your kids even though you live here mm-hmm. now, Which but a beautiful place. Though. Yeah. <laughs> what would kind of back to France, like what would a typical day in the life of, um, you know, if you were raising kids over there at this point, like, what would that kind of look like maybe in, even in how you shop and go mm-hmm. to the village or walking more or like kind of rural life in France, what would that kind of day typically look like? Do you think?
1: I'd uh, probably be able to walk my kids to school rather than drive them. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, my nephews uh, go to school right in the same village as my uh, parents. So okay. they, they actually go home for lunch mm, um, and okay. they have a one and a half hour lunch. So oh, wow. they go home and eat with their grandparents. They could have a nap if they wanted. They usually just relax, you know. But we were talking about how food is a huge part of my culture yes. and definitely lunch is the biggest meal and it's a warm family meal. Mm. So when we were there, they actually went back to school uh, because it was early September when we got back and okay. they came home and they had that time and didn't have to rush like my daughters had to. Yes. Uh, since we've come back, she started kindergarten this yeah. year. So being in public school is a huge difference than the the private school where she was going before where they actually taught. Um, table etiquette Mm. you know where kids family style meals so kids help set up the table and they wait for everyone to be sat down have washed their hands and sat down before they serve food and then they wait that everyone has their food on their plate before they start eating just all that etiquette you know that's so important um and it's definitely there in France and I think a lot of people trying to do this here but unfortunately because of our fast pace of life whether in school or at work we just don't get to practice it and it just becomes a lower priority Mm -hmm. Um, so I like that that's very much part of of my culture and just scientifically it's also proven that it's better for your body to slow down and and enjoy food food is not about just putting nutrition in your body which of course is very important to eat healthy and I think in a lot of ways we do eat you know fresh fruits and vegetables and we cook balanced meals Yeah. but it's a lot about the taste and the experience Mm. and sharing that experience with your friends or with your family adding delicious desserts just experiencing different maybe spices and different things foods from other parts of the world as well Uh, but you share that experience is you know mainly what it's about and build connections Mm -hmm. around the the table so I enjoyed that slower pace of it. I really felt like I was on vacation even though I was working from there as well yeah Uh, just because um I, I just well for one I was six to nine hours ahead of my clients that was an amazing gift you know usually I'm always behind you know trying to make my deadlines and here I had a whole day sometimes ahead of my clients that's awesome so the you know the gift of time was pretty amazing
0: do you think in the average day over there let's say would you be shopping more often maybe walking a Mm -hmm. little bit more than you would you
1: do uh, here? Sure. For example, in Vienna, there's a supermarket in every corner Mm -hmm. and we didn't have a car. We used the bus, metro, uh, subway and uh, tramway. And so you only buy what you can carry basically. (laughs) So uh, we did shop every couple of days. I mean, we had a little fridge, you know, we did not have a big fridge, you don't have any freezer. So you just do things fresh. And there are uh, some outdoor markets as well. But you really have to to know your way around you know and know when they're open all of that Um, the Nashmarkt is kind of more for tourists in Vienna because it's huge and there's a lot of art also not just food Mm. so I think the locals I, I never really got to find out where they go, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe next time I go, I will, yes. I will ask around. But uh, yeah, definitely uh, shopping every day, you know, just after school, I would take the kids to the park, to the pool, kind of like you would do here mm-hmm. and make connections, yeah. you know, just get to know people and where they're from and how long they've lived there and so that was really nice and just to have real weekends as a family as well. We really tried to just shut off our computers and not work at yeah. all, you know, over the weekend. And I think we need to make a better effort to do that here. Because it's so easy. I mean, it's yeah. great to be able to work from anywhere, having access to technology, but at the same time, it feels sometimes like you're never really out of work. Yeah. You don't stop. You always you, are always reachable. you always have access to email and phone. so uh, even some of my clients have told look I'm not working over the weekend so yeah. if your deadline is on Monday morning I'm sorry you're gonna have to assign it to someone else and yeah. I have to be I feel like I have to be stronger and saying no
0: no that's so good that actually is leading into exactly the next question I was gonna have us kind of discuss together is I know the times when I have been to France and Germany and things I've noticed just in those villages just a slower pace and almost a simpler way of life and granted like what I've said earlier is that obviously we don't have the same setup the exact same look you know in the place we live now but how can we incorporate do you think like a slower pace even though we live here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. because I know I I just feel like everything is working against that like Mm -hmm. everything around me all the advertisements the way society really is Mm -hmm. geared towards producing Producing, and working and and that's you know it's great but the downside is we're exhausted sometimes we're a little too too rushed and not sitting down. There's no way I, I, stay at home. And I don't even take an hour and a half for my life. <laughs> like, there's no way. So how could we, do you think, incorporate that slower pace and elements of that French? I feel like it's just charm. It's just so wonderful. The beauty of sitting and being a little more into our day-to-day life. It's kind of the million dollar question. I don't really feel like I have the answer, but just and what I are I not either. Yeah. But, but
1: mm-hmm. it's definitely, in, in. I feel like in the American culture, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves yeah we uh you know we have to perform we have this pressure that we have to be the best mom or the best at whatever yes. job we have you know because there's competition and if you're mm. not the best and then that pressure already uh, is felt But when your kids are really young like how can I get them to go to the best college Yes, let's get them started on you know all these sports all these yes. activities so that they can get a scholarship <laughs> but I don't have to pay for it and <laughs> yeah. it's crazy Yeah, I mean it's like you said uh, like a machine we're producing our kids instead of raising them mm-hmm. and it's definitely a choice I feel like to try and just disconnect from that and uh, schedule time at home where you're just being, not doing, just being together as a family and, you know, having friends over and just enjoying each other's company. It's okay if you don't have anything planned or you're not going to the pool, you're not going, you know, somewhere uh, exciting uh, uh, at a park or something. It's just getting to know each other and playing with simple things and turning, shutting our screens off for a little while, I think is uh, an important Thing to do that uh, I'm definitely wanting to make that effort myself because uh, I've already see it, you know, my yeah. daughter just started kindergarten and I'm already feeling like oh she could be doing. Girl Scouts and she's in the chess club and oh what about should I get her into soccer too I mean oh no I'm turning into a soccer mom what's happening (laughs) I did I know (laughs) our our middle
0: daughter is doing soccer for a couple weeks and I'm like oh no I gotta be really careful how much I say yes to now it's been fun and I will say it's really cute to watch you know them play but I feel I just feel it creeping in and you have to Mm -hmm. like like you said take a step back even mentally I think Mm -hmm. and just make a choice like evaluate how everyone's doing in your family like the other day our little daughter we we actually miscommunicated about dinner and like one of us thought the other one was going to get the dinner and Mm. the other one did so she was kind of hungry which is part of why she broke down but she was just beside herself Mm. in about seven o'clock at night she was just kind of crying for no reason I think she was overwhelmed Mm -hmm. because she had just done this other activity she had just done a ballet class and it overlapped with her little time for her soccer practice and I thought Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. We got to be careful. You just have to be so careful what you say yes to because and I think, of course, you can learn and grow like Mm
1: -hmm. none of us is perfect and
0: going to be like, oh, we just just (laughs) did this great and I'm I'm just this perfect mom. No. Mm -mm. The point is to take a step back when you feel that I think pressure mm-hmm. or like I'm I'm putting all this on my kids or my family mm-hmm. when I don't I don't have to so I, what I heard you say was just now just making that choice to mm-hmm. just be right and almost I mean I'm a scheduler so I almost need to schedule that right. I need to put in for these next couple <laughs> hours on <laughs> yes. the weekend or whenever I'm not gonna do household mm-hmm. chores right. I'm not gonna twirl around I feel like I'm a little you know Whirlwind <laughs> yeah. out there sometimes, like oh, but I could be picking this up uh-huh. or washing this load of laundry, and it's yeah. like woof. Sometimes we got to
1: play with your kids yes. without guilt, <laughs> you yes. know. Some of my best memories are baking with my grandma. And I love that tradition. I, I try to, especially on those rainy days, I don't feel as guilty about being inside. Um, so we like to spend some time together. And we each time of the year, we have other things we can bake. So we've made a kugelup. Even when she was a tiny, she was maybe one and a half, maybe going on two. Yeah, yeah. I remember she was about two. And she would tell me, yo, mom, you need more flour. Power. You know, all in French, wow. of course. So it's, it's like she's getting this baking lesson in French. So she's really kind of embracing the culture and already getting a feel for how it should look like and wow. feel like, you know. Um and then at Christmas time we make all those uh It's uh oplätzchen in German is those little um cookies, Christmas cookies. Of course you have some uh similar ones here. Yeah. Uh but most of them are almond flour based. Mm. Um they're very old recipes. so yeah. There's no colorants and yeah. they don't look as fancy. Uh but there's for example candied orange, mm. uh lemon zest, um cinnamon of course, lots of that, almond flour. Um, and it's a dough that's really easy for little kids to oh, manipulate yeah. like, a, like play dough. Yeah. So it's great for them because it's, you know, sensory and, you know, we spend a lot of time just having Christmas music and just baking cookies. So, yeah, having just time to build your own family traditions as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, they're very influenced by your culture, your family culture and your national culture. But I think they build memories with your kids. They're going to remember that so much more than, you know, what movie they got to see or which um, place they got to go to. I feel like it's more about who they were with than Mm -hmm. um, it and having had that experience together than just the things they've done, like check, 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 you know, like a checklist. So
0: So yeah, just learning how, I think it's a constant journey. I mean, we're always on this journey of motherhood and learning and finding what works, but making sure what I hear you saying is prioritizing time together, Mm -hmm. not tasks, you know, time being, and yes, you may be making something, but that's not so much, it's it's more the experience of doing it together together. versus Mm -hmm. like, I have to accomplish all these things in this two hours I have. It's like taking time each day at some point to just be with our kids mm-hmm. and especially on weekends if, if depending yes. on people's work schedules and things but like because sometimes there's unique situations oh, but yeah, my, our schedule is crazy right yeah. now because <laughs> I'm, I'm also teaching
1: French to my daughter now yeah. in the distance learning program so I'm spending about five hours a week with her yeah. doing French homework you know on top of her dance and her chess club so I'm yeah. right there you know with all the other American moms yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, very busy but yeah I think it's more about empowering mm. your kids to um, feel like they can do new things, mm-hmm. so you know with the baking. I feel like early on she realized, wow, you know, because she loves obviously sweets. Yeah, but it's the fact that wow, I can actually make them. Like those are yeah the pride she has, and and also we give those little Christmas cookies out. Oh yeah, you know, so it's a very personalized kind of gift, and she's just yeah just so proud of that. And yeah, and I think also during the holidays, I feel like it's even more important to slow down because we get this the all this marketing about. Yes buying and gifts and you start to pressure yourself about oh goodness should i get this gift you know so uh, in our family anyway the adults don't give each other gifts mm. we do make it more about the kids because obviously they love and i have the best memories of having toys yeah. as well yeah um but usually uh the gifts are given on december 6th uh on saint nicholas day um the kids put their uh, shoes by um the door by the christmas tree depending on how their house is set up and they get filled up with either you just to be with either crow if they were bad <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or, or gifts if they were nice so now with time obviously and our culture is being so connected it's moved on to christmas as well usually christmas eve uh-huh. and then christmas day is more about the birth of jesus christ i liked the advent so every sunday before christmas we would take some time with my family to light up one one more of the four candles mm. on this uh it looks like a wreath okay we called it a crown uh that was centerpiece for for our table and we would just check some time on sunday evenings and just sing christmas um carols together and uh just talk about whatever yeah. you know what we had on our mind and how our week was and just playing just yeah just being together I and i it. definitely want to bring that into our family i just have to i'm not a very crafty person <laughs> i love baking but like the crafts part is not really my forte so i need to figure out how to bring one in and actually make one this yeah. year it would be amazing to just yeah take the focus away from from Santa Claus you know mm-hmm. and making it more about uh, just the reason for this season and and family family time
0: I love that I think too sometimes we go along and we just are in our rut of like doing things the way we kind of think we should do them mm-hmm. so I love this perspective because it's already got me thinking just now even of, of the upcoming holidays and how to make sure like what is something unique that our family can do and mm-hmm. a tradition that we can start nothing that now I mean tradition not to put pressure on ourselves every year like we have right not not anything to add to our stress because there's already plenty of that in this world but sure. a way to make it special so that our kids can grow up and be like at Thanksgiving we always kind of did this exactly. and we had these I love foods. the Thanksgiving holiday yeah.
1: and you can incorporate any of those ideas into your own family traditions mm-hmm. and Thanksgiving is never going to go away in our household even yeah. if we move back to Europe because I love the idea of giving thanks and yes. our kids being appreciative for what they have. Um, so last year we did a uh, little leaves um every day in november Mm. she got to add one more thing that she was thankful for and she even did them for her brother so she would put like a truck or yeah something (laughs) (laughs) but it was great to just take the time and and the kids understanding that they have so much you know they have so much and they they are to be thankful for it um to god and to their parents and um you know just it's just in general thankful for life
0: I think everything we've been saying too comes back to like being intentional and purposeful about why you're doing what you're doing so Mm -hmm. like making sure you explain to your kids like there'll be times where I'm thinking oh I think I've taught the girls or our little boy's pretty young but I think I've taught them this or that and and then I step back and I think no actually I haven't really sat down and Mm -hmm. explained you know an element of this tradition or this thing we believe or Mm -hmm. this you know it comes back to a lot of that where we just need to take that time to be with them to talk to them to engage with them and make sure we are not distracted Mm and that their distractions are put away and that we can kind of just communicate and build those strong bonds Mm -hmm. as a family that'll last forever you know that'll be a foundation for them that when they're older that's what I always (laughs) think is man when they're older I want them to be able to come home and feel all these good happy memories and nostalgia and like I know I can go in the the kitchen with my mom and we can bake something around this event or this Mm -hmm. you know celebration. Um, so I thought we could transition now to just kind of summing up all these things that we've been talking about and have some takeaways for our listeners, just ways to incorporate French culture, French charm, French ways of thinking about things and, mm-hmm. and, and in, the da- in our daily lives, you know. I always think of elements like the flowers on the front porch, and the food, and the music. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I not growing up there or anything, but I have tried to incorporate, you know, those flowers, those freshly cut bouquets, and different things. Like to me, the ultimate luxury, for some reason, is having flowers mm-hmm. just in your home, and sure. even in a, a guest bathroom, or like in your <laughs> kitchen or your your living room. And yes. so,
1: my grandparents were very proud of their gardens, and yeah. each village gets a prize. They're getting oh. ranked. Uh, based on how flowery uh, the houses are so for sure that's that's why you saw so many beautiful beautifully decorated homes
0: yeah and just even food i'm not i want to get better (laughs) trying (laughs) some new dishes but just cooking in different ways and just thinking like ooh, what's Mm -hmm. for dinner on you know a time when you have a little more time maybe on a weekend to like pick a recipe that's not something you normally have and Mm -hmm. just kind of broaden your family's you know yeah taste buds. And and so what do you think um, as far as like incorporating French, just that charm and slowing down a little and ways we could do that at home?
1: Well, definitely uh, what you were saying with meals, we've started meal planning uh, on Sundays and just we take turns cooking and just uh, having some meals that would be more crockpot meal, you know, like bœuf bourguignon or um, that would have lo- leftovers the next day. Ratatouille. Yes. I love making a big ratatouille and just I'll give some out or, I'll just, yeah. you know, freeze some and reheat it. Because it is hard to have a healthy, yes. you know, cooked meal in the evenings when you've been running all day and your kids are starving. Uh, so having a plan, I feel like, is important. We, you know, we can't just be, you know, feeling all romantic about yes. it and you know getting lost in oh, it'll, I'll figure it out. Right. You know, it's just gonna be on the table. Yeah, be so nice. You I know? know that'd be awesome. I can think it's about just it. The realities. So, so you have to plan for it. Our family also likes to play board games. I Mm. mean, with my five-year-old, obviously more. Um, So we take time each day. uh, After dinner, there's just some downtime where kids play. Sometimes they play rough with daddy. You know, they just uh, have fun together while mommy, you know, or daddy would take turns for that as well (laughs) and puts away the dishes. Uh But yeah, I feel like board games are a great way to connect with your kids, Uh, teach them some excellence skills Mm -hmm. uh for example we brought this game back from austria called einkaufen and it's about buying your groceries so you have a list of groceries and you have to go around and plan how you're going to buy all those things with a little you know the six euro coins you have Uh so it teaches them math It teaches them to manage what they have And just communicate and negotiate and, you know, little things like that. So we do memory games. Uh, Of course, my daughter does a little bit of chess with her dad. But just I feel like those are really important moments because our days are so busy. So Mm. being able to slow down and do that and read lots of books. I feel like it's such a great way to kind of escape and discover new characters, a new area. Um, So we have, you know, some favorite books. Like one of my favorite French books is La Reine des Bisous. And it's so the tr- translated would be the Queen of Kisses, uh-huh. and it's about the little princess coming to her mom and asking her for a kiss. Oh! And mom says, "I'm too busy. I have all those important ministers coming to visit. Maybe some other time. Maybe ask. Go find the, go find the Queen of Kisses." Mm. So little princess uh, boards a plane and she goes around to all those uh, queendoms. She finds the Queen of Cats, the Queen of Baking uh, of Pastries, uh, just different Queen of Toys but none of them is able to give them the affection mommy can. And so at the end, she comes back home and she just tells her mom, but mom, you're the queen of kisses. And then she's like, of course I am. And they just hug and, you know, it's just so sweet. And I I just, when I read that story, I thought, oh, oh God, please don't let me ever forget to take the time to hug and kiss my daughter. I feel like affection is so important. You know, we in France, we do a lot of the kisses when you see each other. I don't know, I feel like it's, it's really important to teach your kids well safe touch as well you know what 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 safe affectionate touch is like Mm -hmm. and um just uh, filling up that love tank for them yes. is so important. So I feel like if you have, even even if it's 30 minutes, honestly, just 30 minutes of just reading or playing makes a huge difference um, in our family's life anyway. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, the weekends, we've deliberately this year canceled the dance lesson yes. on Saturdays yep. and moved it to during the week because it's busy anyway. Love it. So Saturday yep. mornings is downtime for our family. We make pancakes. Yay! Crepe, us and, you too. Know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just stand in pajamas a little longer and just plan the day. Yeah, I love everything you're saying. I was going to ask you, you just mentioned Saturdays, but could you also paint the picture of a Sunday and a Sunday afternoon so that we could get inspired about that (laughs) as far as a takeaway for us?
1: Growing up, we would go to church in the morning and then we'd um, have lunch with either just our immediate family or with friends, have guests over. And the important, or go out to the restaurant. And one, I think, big difference uh, between our cultures is that we our lunches would take four hours for example we celebrated my mom's 60th birthday with the whole family yeah. over there and we got to the restaurant at 12:30. i think we left at around four <laughs> <laughs> i love it because you have you know the uh first the appetizer is what we call it and then we you have the fish meal the fish dish then you have the meat dish And then you have the cheese or whatever, if you want it, and then the actual dessert, and then the little espresso. Oh, I love that. The the restaurant, I think, was great because the kids got to play outside. In between, there were donkeys. It was kind of a farm thing. So it was really great for them. Uh, But usually, we also end up walking afterwards. Just spending time in nature is a big part of my culture, for sure. So just going for a walk into the vineyards mm. or the forest or in the summer go to the pool together we're definitely doing something active as well and I know growing up when we would visit my family uh, at the farm in the mountains we would actually go for a walk after we were done with our lunch and then have our dessert for the quatre heures, for the goûter at 4 p.m. Oh, I want four. That. Yeah. So, you know, you come, especially in the winter, it's so such a nice thing to, after a good walk, to come back inside mm. and have your hot chocolate yes. or have a hot tea or coffee or something with a little sweet treat. Oh. Um, it's so comforting and kind of wraps, it's a nice wrap up for. The time together, you know, a good balance of sitting down together and then doing something active and giving, of course, the kids a chance to explore and just run around and everything. So and that
0: fresh air is so good, yeah, it's so good and helps for you. you sleep better, too. I Absolutely. Feel like when you're See, now that I'm picturing this, I just feel like even in my own life, my I want my Sunday afternoons to be more that way right. and to feel more that way, because when you're getting ready for the week ahead, if mm-hmm. you never stop mm-hmm. to rest or never stop to, like, take that time with your family and friends, or a combination of both, you won't really have a chance to recharge, and then right. you're just diving back into Monday morning. Mm-hmm. You know that's why this whole podcast is called right. Sunday Afternoon. Mo- it's just that learning how to take that time, be intentional about how you spend your weekends. Absolutely, you know, and then um, s- seeing the benefits, how mm-hmm. it just trickles down into every part of your family's life when you prioritize that, you know? Mm-hmm. So I love that. I love that. everything <laughs> you're saying so much. And we have one more little segment for our time together. And then I think we for sure should get together again and <laughs> talk more things French and... Um, down the road. So um, we always include a little segment called my favorite things. And Mm -hmm. obviously for this episode, I would love to know some of your favorite Mm -hmm. French things. And maybe you could just share favorite foods and then maybe customs or traditions that you love.
1: Sure. And a lot of the customs actually go together with food. So it'll work out. (laughs) Yeah. So for uh, the summer, we love to make Tar flambe at my parents' house. They have uh, this old fashioned bakers oven Ooh. and they use wood from vines yeah. to give it a special flavor and it's like our national pizza basically okay. so it's like a pizza you know bre- white bread dough and it's it's cream based so it's half i think it's half fromage blanc half cream and then there's sliced onions and bacon bits on top and that's Wait, it I think I've had this yes you in, must have had it but i had in it NASA's. in
0: germany was it Flammenkuchen. Flamm- Flamm- yes, okay Flamm- Flamm- yes. yeah oh.
1: Um, but yeah the way my parents make it you know my mom just gets the dough going early in the morning we go to church we come back it's it's risen rose i don't know yes (laughs) yeah risen so it's just perfect timing and we just keep baking those until we're full it's so delicious <laughs> and in the memories of course because then we would go to the pool afterwards and it's it was always with friends or with family so always you know food memories oh, socializing everything it. to link together I love local mountain cheeses especially from the Dura mountains or the Alps like you you know each little village has their own cheese so if you get uh, abondance is a little town a little village uh, that we once to year Ago, I remember mm. thinking that was my favorite cheese ever, <laughs> and maybe it's because I was on vacation, I was relaxed. I yes. haven't been to France in two years, I think, and we went hiking in the mountains and we just found this, you know, little farm in the middle of um, the fields there in the mountains and just taking a break to eat the cheese. And we actually, we got it wrapped up and we wanted to take it home with us. It didn't make it. It was (laughs) eaten before we got back down the mountains. (laughs) Also, the memory tied with it. But uh, for example, for my region, there's a Munster cheese, which is a very stinky cheese. Uh-huh. It's, in fact, there's a lot of jokes about that cheese, but it's uh, the, the Munster Valley is where my mom is from. Okay. So my grandmother used to make her own cheese and sell it and butter. Wow. And you usually eat it with cumin, which is cumin, right? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Cumin seeds and cooked potatoes. Uh-huh. And that's fromage blanc, which is like a Greek yogurt. Okay. Um, you put garlic in it and salt and pepper that's one of my favorite meals and then there's other uh, meals you can make with that like um, you probably have heard of raclette yes Um, with the munster you can actually make uh, sort of like a tartiflette which is a Jura mountain tradition with the potatoes and the bacon you know again uh, all
0: this hearty
1: winter stuff love it Uh, and the cheese on top and you just bake it together with onions and everything it's so good i love to make fish kind of the french way and it's so nice to have access to good card for example mm. so i'll prepare it with uh white wine and um cream and leek oh leek is wonderful with white uh fish it of take some of the fishiness away without uh, but just still keeping this the, the texture the fish and I just serve it with rice mm. and my kids love it they just love that dish they've wow, you know, just never had a choice they just eat yeah. whatever mama makes and they their favorite is this and the ratatouille it's yeah. lots of vegetables and I make it in the crock pot actually for hours I'm gonna have to get some wine. of these recipes
0: <laughs> <laughs> and maybe we can publish them for yeah.
1: your, your um, followers yes but and then of course for dessert, mm-hmm. how could we forget desserts? Yes. Oh goodness, I just I don't even know how I didn't gain weight while I was there. I think it's all the walking, yeah. like you said, and going to the pool and everything, and take, you know chasing a, a one and a half year old. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm always disappointed with eclairs here because a lot of times they make them with this cream, like, okay. like the, the cream you would put in puffs. Mm. instead of the flan. Okay. So the flan usually matches the icing that you have on top and you have vanilla, coffee, chocolate usually are the main um, three flavors you find in bakeries and I just love a good, good eclair. Yeah. Um, And then all the little desserts with mousses like Mm. bonbon chocolat or just the fruits mousses in in the summer are so delicious because they're light and we found some gluten-free ones for my mom in Vienna which was wonderful for her because she has celiac so she Mm. doesn't get to enjoy all the good breads and and desserts as much but oh yeah I just I love all the desserts there for sure and the pretzels oh my goodness I (gasps) just miss a good fresh pretzel you just can't find them here it just doesn't exist I wish I just need to learn how to make them I (laughs) know know. They,
0: they are so good no, I'm um, super hungry <laughs> yes and then talking I'm about kidding.
1: traditions another yeah. favorite tradition of mine is uh, Epiphany it happens um, usually the first Sunday of January so it's after Christmas but it's based on the visits of the three kings mm. uh, when they came to meet baby Jesus and brought him gifts and the game, there's a game around it. We bake this Galette des Rois. It's the king's cake, but it's very different from the New Orleans one. It's just puff pastry or dough. Uh, and in between, you put two layers of it. And in between, you put frangipane. And then you have a feve, which is a little porcelain figurine. It used to be just a baby Jesus, but okay. now it could be Mickey Mouse. It could be anything. Right. And then whoever bites on um, or yeah no it's choking hazard litigation (laughs) Ah, it's probably litigation nightmare for bakers in the US but whoever gets the piece is king or queen of the day and we have to do whatever they tell us and usually the kids have to hide under the table and they're the ones pointing you know, assigning each piece to a person so that it's, you know, mom and dad aren't cheating. Right. right.
0: (laughs) I love that. I love hearing that. I mean, I just feel like we could talk for hours about more traditions too. It's so fun to hear these different ways to celebrate seasons or events or historic things. And I love it. So I just wanted to finish off our episode today with just, um, if you have any recent funny stories from something your kids have done or said, We always take a moment to share those and some of our listeners have sent in some really great ones and I just feel like with young kids especially, there's just always something that's kind of goofy or kind of silly that happens and it's like, oh, if you just didn't take a moment to enjoy it, it's so fun because they're going to grow up and these kind of fun things will be not as often, you know? Absolutely.
1: One thing that was really cute with Gwendolyn when she was little and, um, I think she didn't have sugar for like her, the first two years of her life. Yeah. But when she finally did, I really wanted to teach her about moderation and um, just not eating the, even if she had a cute little cupcake that she brought home from Market of Choice, she'd have to wait until we got home to eat mm. it and eat dinner first. And she, by that time, she had definitely learned that. So she knew. But then when she finally got to enjoy it, first she looked at it and said, Mom, it's so beautiful. you know like a a ladybug on it or something you know it's like oh I don't it's so cute and when she finally finished eating you know she I always teach her to eat until she's full and so there was about half of the little cupcake left she looks at me and she says maman le reste pour demain it just means mommy the rest for tomorrow and I thought oh my goodness (laughs) that's what I've been telling her over and over and just a little two-year-old just looking at me like okay, the rest for tomorrow That's with a little voice. It was so cute. That's one of my favorite moments with Gwendolyn. That's so precious. And Evan is just always on the move. It's just <laughs> hilarious. Just typical little boy, always pushing, pulling something. He just bumps into stuff all the time. You know, Gwendolyn was so careful, never to hurt herself. Yeah. I mean, she she let, she let wouldn't let go of my little finger. Maybe she, when she was 14, 15 months, she finally did because she never wanted to fall. Mm. He just experiences <laughs> things through falling. <laughs> I feel like it's such a different different experience but yeah it, it, they're just he has no fear so this summer at the pool I because my parents actually have a pool in sort of in their house it's pretty really cool but yeah so we got to be at the pool a lot and as soon as we got there he would just go and jump <laughs> and you know I had this little uh <laughs> belt uh with the, pasta, oh, the floaty the yep, floaty thing uh-huh. yeah and I, I, I just tested i thought is he really that fearless and i would th- i throw him in the air and he would go a little bit on the water come back out and just laugh hysterically <laughs> and then sign for more oh oh <laughs> uh, god can't see me but i'm just signing for more oh cute. i thought that was hilarious that he would just you know keep wanting more meanwhile his sister's like oh yeah you I don't want water in my nose. What are you doing? It's It's so so fun to have boys
0: and girls. And and then personality too. Just seeing how different they are. But I love it. Yeah, our girls, it was like... They didn't want to be too daring or too advent. No, some some girls are totally adventurous. Absolutely, but yeah. for sure, ours were not. <laughs> so, so our little boy, he's, like, into everything. everything and by yeah. I joke that, like, by 9 o'clock in the morning, I'm like, oof, I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> like, my back is kind of sore from helping him, and he's potty training, all these things. It's like, oof. Yes. So it's so fun to watch them learn and grow. And I yes. love your stars. <laughs> Those are amazing well we're drawing near the end of this episode but like I said I'd love to chat with you more and down the road that'd be so fun but absolutely yeah thank you so much for being with us and that will wrap up this week's episode of Sunday Afternoon Mama Be sure to tune in next week. And please, if you enjoy this podcast, tell a friend or family member so they can check it out too. And as you listen to this episode, screenshot it and share it on your social media. That's another great way to spread the news. And if you have not visited SundayAfternoonMama.com, go ahead and check it out and follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I'll be back with you next week. And in the meantime, I'm seeking joy and peace with you so that we can be better mamas together. Take a deep breath and smile. You've got this. Bye for now, sweet friends. Thanks so much for having me. Au revoir.